now. I've been waiting all week for this breakfast. <laughs> so what should we order? What do you recommend? I'm looking at the menu over here. I would recommend balalit, which is a sweet vermicelli with an omelet on top. Chabab, which is like an Emirati-style pancakes. And we'll have dango, which is a chickpea with uh, salt and red chili pepper pods. I could eat that day and night. It tastes so good and so uniquely Emirati, right? Yes, yeah. And can we get logemat? Yeah, one logemat, please, yeah. Which is deep fried donut bowls. Covered, covered in, date, in syrup. date syrup. And it is a piece of heaven. <laughs> Welcome to Abu Dhabi Unwrapped, a sonic travel guide. The audio journey whisking you off on an immersive Arabian adventure. In this series, paid for and presented by the Department of Culture and Tourism Abu Dhabi, we're whisking you off to explore the attractions and experiences of this incredible emirate. You can subscribe to the full series wherever you like to listen. I'm your guide, Dina Butti, a presenter and content creator based here in the United Arab Emirates. And I hope you've got an appetite today because we're getting a taste of Abu Dhabi's food scene. We have lots of spices, the cardamom, the saffron, the dry lemon, and each family have a special secret ingredients. So there's not just Arabic food, but there's Italian, French, Chinese, Indian, Filipino. Here they just try to bring the best of the best. The syrup made from the dates is called dips, and it's like the honey, but it's honey from fruit. It's delicious. What do you say here? It's like your bon appetit. Alaikum Alaikum Yes. It's another beautiful sunny morning in the UAE capital. And I've got a busy day ahead, so I'm getting the best possible start with a traditional breakfast. Suhail al Marzuki runs his family's chain of restaurants named Al Fanar, which means the oil lamp. Suhail's father Hashem launched the first in 2011 when it was the only Emirati restaurant around. Today they have eight in the UAE, showcasing traditional dishes in a setting that celebrates the nation's heritage. The initial target was to introduce the visitors of UAE to Emirati cuisine. But to our surprise, the first year, 90% was, was locals. We got a lot of support, and from there we had grown further and further. Well, mabruk, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me about the setting, because there's so many amazing decorations in here, and I know that's part of the experience. Well, the concept is to recreate 1960s in UAE. So you enter Al Fanar as if you're entering a typical Emirati house in the 1960s. From the decor, from the architecture, the courtyard layout in the restaurant. That's why you see almost in every restaurant there's a courtyard with a tree in the middle. Because that was the typical Emirati house. The rooms were surrounding the courtyard. Oh, absolutely. And you know, my kids always love coming here because there's always a sculpture of a camel that they have to get on top of. <laughs> <laughs> so my husband is Imarati, and I'll say one thing that really stands out about Al Fanar is it tastes exactly like the home-cooked meals I get at his family's homes. Was that something that you took into consideration when you thought about the first restaurant? The concept is to bring what we eat at home to a restaurant. So. We brought grandmother's recipes, uh, and initially when we opened, a lot of friends, relatives, friends' friends have suggested maybe this dish could be better. I know a family member that does better. 
So we take that recipe and incorporate in our menu. So throughout time, we have improved, we have tweaked some of the dishes, uh, because something to understand is Emirati cuisine, there wasn't such a standard. Each household or each family did it slightly differently. So we had to create that standard. I'm Egyptian, and I know a lot of people know about Arabic food, but it's a pretty broad category. So what is Emirati cuisine specifically? What makes it unique? First of all, you have to understand the root of Emirati cuisine because UAE was a trade point. Uh, so we got a lot of influence from the Indian cuisine because we used to trade a lot of spices from India. So if you would explain it, a Marathi cuisine would be a fusion between Indian cuisine and a Persian cuisine because we got influenced by those two cuisines uh, back in the day. And it's quite heavy because it was a desert atmosphere and it was quite hot. So people would eat to get the energy. You know, I think Emirati cuisine has this remarkable ability to combine sweet and savory, like you were mentioning the vermicelli dish with the egg on top. Yes, that's the balalit dish. The vermicelli is cooked with cardamom and saffron, so you get a lot of flavor from that, and it's quite sweet because we add some sugar to it. And then it's topped with a salted plain omelette, so you get the sweet and savory at the same time. Here comes breakfast. Oh, it looks so good. Everything's so fresh and the smell, and there's my dango. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for you. After filling up on my excellent breakfast, I've come to the city's go-to spot to shop for fresh food, the Mina Souk. Now all around me are stalls piled with fruits and vegetables. It's super busy. You can hear the hustle and bustle. And just across the road, I can see the air-conditioned warehouse of the fish souk. And beyond that, there's actually the date souk. So this whole place is bustling with shoppers and it's a wonderful place to be right now. And, uh, oh, I think I see the person I'm about to meet. Khulud, so nice to finally meet you. Nice to meet you. My name is Khulud Atiq. I am an Emirati creative chef working as a culinary development specialist with the Department of Culture and Tourism in Abu Dhabi. Wonderful, a culinary specialist. You're obviously the right person for me to have brought along for this adventure. Now, Khaloud, where did your love of food come from and how did you become a chef? When I was uh, small, uh, I am only the girl in my family. I live with my parents and five brothers. So all the time I spend the time with my mom. Uh, and that time, my mom, she have a small kitchen and simple tours. And she's sitting in the floor and she put all the tools, the ingredients around of her. And in the same time, I have the kitchen tours. Yeah, like, yeah, a, like a play kitchen. Yes, yeah. Did you have your own pots and pans yes, next yeah. to her? Yes, yeah. I put it next to her. And I spent all the time with my mom, my aunts, my grandmothers. That's why I take this passion for cooking from my family side. And ever since then, your passion for cooking just developed, yeah. right? And uh, alhamdulillah, I am so proud because I am the first female chef in my country. I am the third Emirati. We have two guys before me, Chef Msabbah and Chef Ali. And I am the third chef. But for the ladies, I am the first female chef. Khulud, how incredible and what an amazing accomplishment. Now, for people who don't know a lot about Emirati cuisine, how would you describe it? 
The Emirati cuisine is very simple uh, because in, uh, in the bus we don't have uh, many selection of the ingredients. So when you see the Emirati food, it's coming from land and the sea. We have the special spices. Each family, they have the special secret ingredients. Lots of spices, the cardamom, the saffron. We use the dry lemon. The grandmothers, they have few ingredients, but they create many recipes. We still use in Emirati cuisine, and this is what I make in my cooking show and my training for chefs in hotels. That brings me to my next question, which is a lot of people think of Abu Dhabi as a dry, desert environment, none of its own food, where everything has to be imported. But actually, nowadays, that's changed. Alhamdulillah, now we have local farms. We have the greenhouses now. So we have different Emirati ingredients now in the market. And being here in this fruit and vegetable market is a perfect example. So tell us about this market area and who shops here. We have different shops here. It's the biggest market. So you found everything. And everything is super fresh yeah. and grown locally? Yes. Amazing. Also, the prices is cheaper than the supermarket. And you can make bargain here. Ah, I love bargaining. Yes, you can <laughs> you make bargain. Me. Yeah. So how about we uh, start our shopping? Inshallah. Yalla, Yalla, let's ready? Go. Let's go. Just one stall after another, and they're all piled high of everything from green peppers, lettuce, tomatoes, potatoes, and from all over the region. And of course, you've got your UAE specialties. And uh, yeah, I think it's time to bargain. This is what I call negotiating. You're really good. She, she's not giving him a chance to uh, increase those prices on us. You yeah. went 50% right away. Yes. Now, one really special local ingredient is the date, which you can see growing on palm trees all over the place. We are now in the date section of the market at Araika Date Fruit Trading. And Khulud, yeah. now you mentioned earlier that the dates are a special part of local culture. Why is that? The dates is very important. We must take three at least daily, okay? Because to give you enough energy, because the sweetness and the many of the vitamins inside the dates, and we have different selection of the dates. We have the fresh one, we have the soft one, we have the dry one. We have different selection here. So please, can you come? Yeah, let's we'll go in. So, yeah. Assalamu alaikum. So you can see the, the fresh one. And we have also here the dry dates. We use it for lots of the Emirati dessert. Now, just to set the scene here, we've got seven massive platters filled with different colored dates. We've got red, yellow, brown, black, and some and dry, some fresh, some yeah. mixed. And the prices are so varied. So explain to me, why are some of them here 25 a kilo and others go up to 100? I noticed the 100 Durham ones have a little VIP sticker. Because <laughs> the, the quality of the dates, okay, and it's a fresh or not a fresh. And I noticed that anywhere you go to get dates, and of course this is in Emirati households as well, there's yeah. always coffee available. Yes, yeah, we have here also the Emirati coffee. It's different than any coffee because we have special beans coming from Yemen and it's a little bit watery it's not a heavy coffee like the Turkish or something and inside the cardamom and saffron and some people they put the rose water inside but when you serve the coffee you have just feel the quarter of the cup is not whole 
Yes, I love this about your Marathi household. So the yes. custom is you put a little bit of coffee so that people stay and they want more, right? Yes, for example, when you have this coffee, you need more. So you just retain your cup back to me, so I know you want more of the coffee. But if you want to stop, you just shake your cup. Yeah, you uh, just shake it back and forth, yes, yes, and that's right. that's yeah. the signal yeah. you're done. Yeah. So how about we buy some dates? I'm going to take some home for the kids. Inshallah. Of course, you don't only see dates in stores. In the right season, you'll notice palm trees weighed down with fruits all over the place. But for a real flavor of Abu Dhabi's date culture, head inland to the city of Alain and visit its largest oasis, a vast ancient tract of palms that supplies masses of dates each year and also a UNESCO World Heritage Site. My name is Abdurrahman Al Naimi. I work as the World Heritage Site Section Head in the Department of Culture and Tourism Abu Dhabi. Al Ain Oasis is the largest oasis of Abu Dhabi Emirate and is uh, irrigated by ancient irrigation system called Falaj with channels underground to bring water from higher lands to the oasis area. This system is here from 1000 BC at least. If you go to visit this site, you will find thousands of dates, palm trees, many varieties. But also there are other fruit trees like uh, mango, lemon, uh, banana and other kind of fruits. And there are many ways to eat dates, but always date is uh, a good suggestion for any time you would like to eat something sweet and light. International buffet here tonight. There's so many live cooking stations. I'm really hungry. I'm really hungry too. <laughs> you know what I have my eye on is that sushi station because I heard that you can have them customized or like make your own really unique sushi. And then there's the the, what, the mixed grills looks fantastic. And uh, you gotta leave room for dessert because that chocolate fountain is calling our names as well. <laughs> it's time for lunch, and I've come to Sofra BLD a restaurant that's part of the Shangri-La Karyat al-Bari Hotel. The word sofra means a table or setting for food in Arabic, and the BLD stands for breakfast, lunch, dinner, because here they serve up the lot. Joining me for a midday feast is foodblogger.hung. There's seriously so much variety here. You can find all types of cuisine, anything you want. So it's not just Arabic, but you can find Italian, Chinese, Japanese, American, you name it. And it's just so convenient to eat out. There's so many different restaurants here of all different price points and also delivery is very convenient. You can get anything delivered. That's true and I take it so for granted. Every time I travel, I'm like, what? I can't order this at 2 a.m. or? Well, now <laughs> like, you can and you can order it to your hotel room. <laughs> Absolutely. Now the brunch scene here in the UAE is huge. I know they offer that here at Sofra and it's quite unique in the UAE, isn't it? Yes, we definitely have a brunch culture here, but 
it's not brunch as what people know it. So people know it as breakfast, lunch, which is usually before 12. But here, when they say brunch, it happens like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, all the way up until 4 or 5 o'clock in the day. So we have it on the weekends, usually on Saturdays. It's a whole um, all-you-can-eat, all-you-can-drink affair for the whole afternoon. It's it's pretty amazing. So like you dress up, go to a nice hotel. There's really nice brunches on Sadiat Island. There's a bunch of hotels there that host fancy brunches. It's lots of live cooking stations, you know, really extravagant food like lobsters, oysters, caviar. You can have it all there and it's all you can eat. So basically it's like a celebratory Saturday afternoon and you can do it every weekend if you want. But it's not a tame one, right? We're talking party scene here. It could actually range. I mean, now that I have a baby, I'm, I'm pretty tame. But there's a lot of fancy brunches that focus on the food quality. Some of them are not even buffets. They can be set menus. Of course, the prices range. So you have the other cheaper options, which is like with pub food, with bar bites. And as I mentioned, the party brunches where they focus on music and just getting a good uh, group of friends along. How did I not notice how strange it was that it starts at one? You're absolutely right. I just thought, oh yeah, brunch, one to five, totally normal. Uh, now outside of normal restaurant setups, what are your tips for great eating? Abu Dhabi has been so exciting in the past year, like a few hotspots have actually popped up and progressed. There is Mamsha, it's a beautiful beachfront promenade with a dozen restaurants. There is Yaz Bay, it's on Yaz Island. It's an entertainment district, so it's uh, mainly focused on nightlife, ladies night, and a great after work social place. And there's hidden gems in Abu Dhabi. So there is actually a Mina Port fish market where you buy fish. But there's several restaurants that are connected to this area where it's really, really good seafood. So they have the freshest seafood and it's very cheap, affordable prices. So you can get a really epic seafood tower for a very affordable cost. And if you want, you can even go to the fish market, pick out your own seafood, then go to the restaurant yourself to ask them to cook it for you at a nominal price. Oh, that's a great tip. What do you find unique about the dining experience here in the UAE? as opposed to other places that you've lived and traveled to? I think here they just try to bring the best of the best so you can find absolutely top quality restaurants. Uh, here the population is 75% expats, so the residents here who are expats are bringing the best of the best from their countries. And that's what makes the food here really good because it's authentic and it's from their home. When you're talking about Abu Dhabi cuisine, there's one old school contributor to the local diet that really deserves a mention, the camel. Camels have been an important part of life here for centuries, not only as pack animals ferrying goods across the desert, but also as livestock. Camels are valued for their milk, which is creamy, light, and packed with vitamins. It's popular in many UAE coffee shops to give a rich, full flavor to frothy brews, and it's even used in making chocolate and ice cream. Meanwhile, camel meat has seen a surge in popularity in recent years. It's a lean meat, often compared to beef or venison. If you fancy sampling this specialty, it's available in a whole range of dishes, from camel burgers and camel charcuterie to the traditional slow roast camel with rice.
Excuse me, can I order? Let's just try the hamour, the grilled hamour, and the crab salad. And uh, can I take the signature dish? It's seabass fish, the grilled one, marinated with lemon and uh, olive oil. And we saw shrimp and calamari. The, the menu is so extensive. Yeah. All right. I think it's good uh, selection. Yeah. yeah. For my final meal of the day, I've arranged to meet up once more with Chef Khulud Atik, who has promised me a truly authentic Abu Dhabi eating experience. So Khulud, you've brought me here to what is a fairly low-key little seafood restaurant, but I happen to know that Buta fish is huge here in Abu Dhabi and has a massive following. So just explain to me what makes this place so special. Because this is the oldest seafood restaurant in Abu Dhabi since 1968, and the name is coming from Sheikh Zayed, Butafish. This is a famous story in Abu Dhabi. Butafish roughly translates to the one who has left his homeland. It's a nickname the late Sheikh Zayed, founder of the UAE, gave to Palestinian immigrant Radwan Al-Tamimi, who arrived in the Emirates age 17 and went on to found this restaurant. The pair met more than 50 years ago, when Radwan was selling snacks from a stall on the Abu Dhabi Corniche. That chance meeting with the ruler sparked both the nickname and some invaluable support to make his restaurant dream come true. Today, the business is still run by Radwan's family. Most of the people here in Abu Dhabi, they try this restaurant because uh, it's delicious and they use fresh local uh, seafood uh, like sea bass and shrimp and lobster. And also they use Emirati spices to give the flavors. So would you say that the taste here is quite authentic? It's quite Emirati? Yes, because I think they don't use too much spices because when you add too much, you cannot feel the real taste of the fish or the seafood. But here, mashallah, they have the balance for the flavors and the taste at the same time. And because of its fantastic long coastline, seafood has really been one of the staples of the Abu Dhabi diet for centuries, hasn't it? Yes. Uh, see, the, the most of the people here in Abu Dhabi, they live near the sea, and uh, the seafood is very light and healthy, and you can have it in any time for lunch, for uh, dinner, with the rice, without rice. You can eat it fresh, and you also you can eat salted or dry fish. And the cost is not high here in the UAE, so anyone can have seafood here. So that's why the seafood is very important here in Abu Dhabi. And then my third and definitely final meal of the day arrives. Yes, this is the signature dish. It's amazing. This is the hamur. Yes. Wow. Mm, this, the smell is amazing. And what are these? The, this is the grilled shrimp. Yeah. So many different spices, by the way. I don't even know what I'm smelling anymore, but there's so many different yes. spices. Yeah. So we can squeeze some lemon now and, and we start to. Let's dig in. Fish. Yes, yeah. What do you say here? It was like your bon appetit. Alaikum bil afiyah. Alaikum bil afiyah. Yes. I'm taking an evening stroll along the waterfront before heading home, and I can tell you I really need it after all that eating. But it has been a delicious day. This is the final episode in our series, which has been wonderful to make as well as a real journey of discovery, even for me as someone who lives in the Emirates. What struck me today is just how much there is on offer in Abu Dhabi. 
from high-end dining and swanky celebrity restaurants to relaxed local spots that have been serving customers for decades. And really, that's the perfect metaphor for Abu Dhabi as a whole. It's a place that takes enormous pride in celebrating heritage and traditions, but at the same time sets its sights on the future. A place where wonders of the natural world are as revered as record-breaking feats of engineering and where you could be relaxing in luxury one day and taking on a rugged mountain trek the next. There's something for everyone in Abu Dhabi, a destination that's ready and waiting to make your next trip the most memorable ever. Thanks so much for joining me on this Abu Dhabi adventure. Be sure to subscribe wherever you like to listen to catch the rest of the series. Abu Dhabi Unwrapped, a sonic travel guide, was paid for and presented by the Department of Culture and Tourism Abu Dhabi and produced for them by BBC StoryWorks Commercial Productions.